Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my lovely co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sita. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today we are going to talk about creating your summer business plan. But before we jump into that, first off, we just want to thank everyone that has left us a review. When you leave us reviews through the podcast app that you're listening to, it really helps our business grow. It helps share it with other people, and it helps us be more findable, if that's even a word. Um, So we would love to thank Lindsay WB for leaving this review. It's titled, Love the Product Bosses. I found Jacqueline and Mina's podcast this year and can't believe they even exist. It's like for the first time since starting my business almost three years ago, I don't feel alone and have these two professionals that I relate to on so many levels. They give sound advice on each episode and make it fun to listen to. Some relate to me more than others, so I'll just skim through that episode. But there's always valuable information to take away. I was so obsessed with the podcast that I actually attended one of their workshops in February that really helped me on track when I was lost and overwhelmed. I'm still going back through the information and it was so much at once. Can't wait to continue listening to you guys and potentially working with you on one in the future. So Lindsay, we so appreciate it. So if you get a chance, if you have the chance right now on the app that you're listening to, please, please, please leave us a review and we will hopefully read one of your reviews on the show. So Mina, let's get into talking about creating your summer business plan because when this episode airs, it is in May, right before the summer. School will be winding down. Schedules will be changing. The weather is hopefully changing for most of us in this country. Um, And we're ready to get going. So some people are winding down. Some people are winding up. So let's dig in. Yeah. I feel like when you look at the months as far as like working, this is the summer is always when I'm working in the business, you know, not being productive and really scaling it, but really doing the day to day stuff. Um, I like to do a lot of planning and everything in the winter and spring and fall. And I'm doing so much of then in the summer, I kind of wind down, even though it is my busiest season, because I'm so, so inundated with all those, you know, doing, 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 doing. Yeah. So we're going to go over three things for you to think about when you are planning your summer. So number one, we want to talk about, we want you to reevaluate your schedule. If you've got kids, it might be a little bit of a wind down or a crazy balancing act, because depending on what your kids are doing in the summer, there could be camp and camp might have an overlap time, right? Between the time that they get out of school and the time that they go to camp. Um, Maybe your kids are home with you. Maybe you have them home and you're going to have to figure out whether you're able to work while they're home or if you have to get a sitter or if they're old enough that they can help you or do their own thing. So start to go through the summer from the dates that your kids are out of school to probably when they're back in school and think about the kind of help that you're going to have and when they're going to be around and when you have time to work on and in your business. 
Yeah. And when do they start school next? I mean, this is something that (laughs) I don't know if you guys listened and I don't even know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I had failed to re-enlist my daughter into after school program. Well, this year I made sure that I remembered to because she was out of the after school program for, I think it was almost three weeks where I had to pick her up really early and it was hard on my schedule. So this year I actually got her re-enlisted and re-enrolled. So really thinking about when do they start school again and when do you need to do things for that school year? Because a lot of times it's right now. Right. Yeah. There's like a a lot of registrations. So that's kids and kids schedules. You may not have kids and you might have vacations planned because it's the summer and people like to do things in the summer. There are some holidays coming up like 4th of July when a lot of things sort of stop, but for products, there's actually a lot of sales. So you might also want to start looking at this with what holidays are coming up. If you're going away, let's say for 4th of July, maybe you have a vacation you take once a year, but also what do you need to do for your businesses to plan for certain things? So um, oftentimes you'll see after you know 4th of July sales, there's a lot of stuff that people are searching for for the 4th of July. So a big ramp up time to selling. There is some time that a lot of product goes on sale as we start to transition into the fall, back to school, that whole time. And all of that happens in these summer months between June and you know, more September, basically. So look at your schedule and decide whether you have sales coming up, whether there's launches, whether there's a big push on product. It depends on what you're selling and if it's applicable in the summer months. Yeah. I mean, even in June, there's Father's Day. Um, There's, you know, you could do a summer break sale. Are there any holidays in August? Um, Well, there's Christmas in July, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's a big one, uh, like the Black Friday in the middle. August, well, there's Labor Day, which I think is in September. There's a lot of state fair stuff around here. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Iowa State Fair, but it's number two on that list. That's the 100 things you need to do before you die list. But it's a really big deal. That's amazing. Yeah, it brings in millions and millions of dollars. So you can go on their website and look to see how many sales they've made and how many millions they've made. Like they track all of that and a really cool thing. So I think that uh, regionally there's probably things like that for where you're at. And if you could do a sale during that time or really, you know, I could be doing a state fair sale for instance. um, And it really add to kind of the local appeal. Yeah. And thinking about it, like if you sell cosmetics or you sell body oils or, you know, people are going to be getting burnt in the summer, what can, how can they use your product for that? Um, if you're a swimwear company, I know we have a lot of swimwear companies that follow us. This is a big time for you, but then also people are going to start putting swimwear on sale, like in the middle of the summer, you could start getting it on sale again. And so just paying attention to what's happening in the market and when you need to push it and when sort of your season might be winding down. So just start to think about your schedule, what you need to be doing for your business, what personal things are coming up in that. And you might, this is something Mina brought up, you might want to just be outside more or you might want to just work out more. Maybe there's certain things that you haven't done in the winter months that you really want to do for yourself in the summer. Schedule that in. Yeah. Even Lindsay, who we had mentioned in the review, she had worked with us in planning like a product boss. She has swim. For her, you know, the clearance time, and this is her season of basically making it happen. (laughs) This is her season. So um, also, I really like to build in traditions. Um, One of the traditions that I have with my kids is that when we go to Cocoa Beach in Florida, we buy like a bucket of all these toys. And then we always 
pay it forward to some people that are touristing there. And we got that idea like three summers ago when um, somebody had given us all of their stuff for the sand and everything on Cocoa Beach because they were getting on a plane. So then we always make sure we buy it and then we give it to somebody else. And it's like this fun tradition. So we always imagine all these buckets of fun stuff you know, still there with all these people being passed on more and more. So um, I think it's a fun way to do traditions with your kids because you only get so many summers with them and then they're out the door to college or wherever. Are you going to make me cry right now? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like that summer bucket list, I decided to do it with my kids last summer, but you can also do it personally. So if you have the privilege or the type of business that you're able to just be in your business all the time, then you could take some time for yourself potentially in the summer if it's a down season for you. If you are balancing between a full-time career and your product business as your side hustle, who knows? I know some people that work in corporate get summer Fridays. And you may want to decide that those summer Fridays now are completely dedicated to your product business. You know, Sometimes you're, you, get, you get these like lighter schedules sometimes in the summer. So looking at that and deciding what you want to do with your time. And you might balance it out. It might be every other week is product and the other two weeks are you're going to the beach or the lake or anywhere that suits you. So just think about that. So jumping into our second thing that we want you to think about is evaluating the performance of your Q1 and Q2. So basically quarter one and quarter two, what worked, what didn't work, what do you need to change and what needs to happen? Yeah, it's really thinking about what are you going to continue and and not continue based off of your gut and also based off the data. So we have a lot of clients working with us right now in our masterminds that are having the craziest, most amazing months, right? They're telling us that they've surpassed, I mean, 400% they've surpassed, you know, their highest months or one of our clients hit multi six figures in one month, you guys, like crazy bananas cuckoo. So we we want you to look at what's working because if you've done it one time, it's repeatable. You can do it again. You know, it might be that a certain season came through that was really, you know, maybe the Q1 and Q2 is your season. Or so looking at the things that made you money, the products that made you money, there might be some products that go away, like we've talked about for holiday products, certain holiday products go away. Um, and then what can you iterate on. So let's say something did really well in the springtime. Can you make a version of that for the summer and keep planning it or keep selling it? Um, Or did it just bomb and you've tried it for a few months and it's just not doing well and you need to pull it off your site? Yeah. And um, it could be something special you want to do. So that always takes a little bit more effort. Um, We talked about this in the um, planning your product development calendar. Maybe it's ramp up time for a new product or a new collection. Um, and that's going to take a little bit more effort. So you're not scaling back, but you're really scaling up. Also really thinking about, um, this is something Amanda Bolin of She Did It Her Way podcast talks about, and she's also going to be on our podcast, but she talks about non-negotiables. It is a great time to think about what are your non-negotiables. Now that you're looking back at Q1 and Q2, is it family time? Is it sleep? Is it health. What is it now that you can step back and kind of hindsight view Q1 and Q2 that is your non-negotiable from here on out? So back in episode 63, we did epi- we, it was called Planning 2019 Like a Product Boss, right? So that was the very beginning of the year when you were bright and shiny about the year and everything was possible and you were going to do everything perfectly, right? Well, we're 
what, five months in and something's probably changed and shifted and some things you might have gone back to your routine. And so we're going to actually offer you that download in this episode. So if you check out your show notes and we are putting... It's one of our most popular downloads. It's our highly effective day download where we talk about the M's of your ideal day plus revenue goals. So talking about that and what Amanda said and the M's of your ideal day, when you're looking back at Q1 and Q2, did you do the things that you had hoped to do? So some of the things that we talked about in that episode were your morning routine, your business hours, your life hours, how, what your night routine looked like, what you were doing, and how, how effective was your day. Did you do it? Did you guys totally transform? Or are there some things you need to keep working on? And if that felt good to you, how can you move that forward? Like, What can you shift and change to keep doing that? Yeah, it might be another, uh, you know, we on that handout or that download, we talk about mantras. You might want to switch up your mantra for this upcoming season. You know, maybe it's a different word or a different saying that you can go back to for this season. Um, I know one of the things that we hear repeatedly with our clients is that sometimes they feel like they're running all the time, right? Um, And then they realize that everybody's thinking that they're running, but really everybody just needs to keep a good pace with what they are feeling good about. Reevaluate how you want Q3 and Q4 to go after looking at Q1 and Q2. It could be, I'm going to spend one day a week in the sun. You know, mm-hmm. sorry to all my uh, derm derm listeners, like people who are like, no, get out of the sun. <laughs> but you know, it could be that. It could be I'm going to stop. Minute, I'm going to have my own summer Fridays and my own business, or I'm going to stop working at two o'clock. Whatever it is, that could be something that you do because some, I I know personally that it's really hard for me to slow down. And the way that my business has been for over a decade is that there was no stopping. Like I didn't have kids for majority of my business, and the type of business I had on consulting clients, they didn't take the summers off and neither did I. And so now that things are a bit more flexible and the opportunities that I have with my clients, I'm able to choose, these are the days I'm going to work and these are the days I'm going to be available to my kids. Because like Nina said, Tier, how many more summers do you have like that? And so you guys do have to find that balance. And so oftentimes people say that there's three new years in a year right? I never realized this until I had kids that were school-aged. But do you want to tell them about the three new years if they haven't heard about it? Yeah. um, So it's January, of course, the real new year. And then it's May um, because we're going to summer break. And then the the last one is September. The kids are back in school. They love routine just as much as adults do. I get a lot of stuff done. I call it my power month. It's just my favorite of the three. And you're revving up for the holidays, right? The holiday season. So you can even look, it's funny because I actually, summer, I feel like is a little bit, maybe like the fall time. Like if you were a squirrel in the summer (laughs) for a product business, right? Like that's the time you should be gathering your nuts and like storing away and planning for what's going to happen in the fall and Christmas, like fall and holiday time, because things are going to go so quickly. So the summer, I know Mina says when she works in her business, that's the time that she's got this time to sort of really flush it out. She has a really high season when it's back to school, right? So spring Mm -hmm. and then getting into back to school time. And so you're able to sort of do all these other things in the summer to prep, right? You're storing up, you're getting ready for winter. And this, I don't know if you guys listened last summer, but there was the flood of 2018 that ruined my summer. (laughs) I'm serious. The great flood. The great flood. Uh, 2000 homes in Ankeny where I live got flooded out and mine was one of them. And it took 
the full summer for it to their basement to be clean. We had to call in the storm people. Um, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with my daughter. And then when I was working, since our entire basement got flooded, all the stuff was upstairs on one floor and it just messed with my head. Like the clutter of all the inventory of all the couches, even the couches were up there. Um, everything, it just drove me crazy. And then it wasn't done until basically school was back in session. So, um, so this summer I want to do a lot more with my daughter. She turns nine this summer, which I like, you know, that emoji that like the brain is, you know, exploding. exploding. That's me about her turning nine years old. (laughs) And so I want to make it really fun and, um, really remember it. I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now that we've sort of, we've evaluated our summer, we're looking at the performance of, um, Q1 and Q2. And that also comes to revenue goals, right? In the very beginning of the year, you might've said, I want to hit a hundred thousand dollars this year. I want to hit $500,000 this year. I want to hit $10,000 this year, whatever it is that you've said, we want you to look back at that and say, Hey, did I do it? Am I on track to hitting that? And then in the final six months of this year, or do I have to push harder? Am I good? And I could ease off the pedal. Do I want to grow? So look at that, right? So we're going to look at our revenue goals. And in that download that we told you about in the show notes, we have also um, given you the, the sheet that we made called your revenue goals. And basically we talk about how you break up your yearly revenue goals. So as you set your goal, how to track that, how to back into that and to figure out whether it's like monthly that you're doing it, quarterly, that sort of thing, right? So make sure you download that, take a look at it, and that will help you in our third point, which is plan for your Q3 and Q4. Yeah, you really can't plan well unless you've seen where you've already been. So really like I think right now, if you could list January, February, March, April, May down on a sheet of paper, put down 2018, 2019, and put your revenue for each of those months, 2018 revenue, 2019 per month, and then also units that you sold. So um it could just be overall units, really. So overall units that you sold within those months. So when you get this sheet, this revenue goal sheet, you can really think about, well, I didn't make my goal, but I could try to make up for it in Q3 or Q4 if I did this, if I bundled these, if I sold more of these. Because if you had an exceptional units sold, let's say in March, you should dissect more and be like, hey, where were most of those units coming from? How can I bundle those more? And how maybe I can raise the price or maybe I can, you know, add something, um, not raise the price, but raise the transaction price, right? Like maybe I can add something to it where instead of them spending $10, they're instead spending $15 with me because I know these sold so well. So really thinking about that um, and literally pen to paper. I mean, as simple as jotting it out, looking at the units, that you have also looking at, this is something Jacqueline always talks about is looking at your waste. Like what are you wasting that you don't need to be wasting? You know, it could be certain inventory that you don't need that um, you could get rid of. It could be you know, software that you don't need, you know, so many things, uh, an employee that you don't really need, you know, I don't know. An um, app that you're still paying for that you never use, which I'm not going to lie, I'm probably the biggest like failure at that one, like cost of goods. So the materials right. that you're making your product out of, is there something that you could put on sale and clear through because it's not doing well or like the shelf life's going to end, um, the, things like that. But digging into what Mina was saying about 
the revenue goals and the units, right? So we talk about this on the forum. And if you listen to this podcast, you may have heard this, but I'm just going to give you an example. Okay. So if you started this year and you said my annual goal was $60,000 a year, if you broke that that up into quarterly, so divide by four, it'd be you want to make $15,000 per quarter. So monthly, if everything was even and perfect, you need to be bringing in $5,000 per month to hit a $60,000 annual goal. But where this shifts, and it's very typical in product, right guys? So in product, if you have that 60,000 annual goal, you have slow months and you have busy months. So perhaps you have slow months, right? Perhaps in your busy months, you're making $7,100 a month for five busy months. And then in the seven slow months, you might be making $3,500 a month. So don't worry about doing the math, but all of that adds up to 6,000. So it can show you that you could actually drop halfway, like you might be hitting $7,000 a month and then all of a sudden be making $3,500 a month. But if you're making that $7,000 a month consistently through the certain amount of months, you will still hit your goal. Yeah, the point being is that it doesn't, you're probably not going to consistently make an even amount every single month. Um, I think you said 6,000 instead 60. of 60,000. Oh, 60. But yeah, 60,000. So it adds up, in the end, it adds up to $60,000. So there's ways that you can make up for it. I liked, I'm an advocate of being busier in your busy months and being slow, being okay with being slow in your slower months because it's just much easier to sell when you're selling, you know, because people are, already buying and they're already having you in mind. Um, so it's thinking about, let's say your goal was, I really wanted to have done um, wholesale with five wholesalers or five boutiques or something. And you only got three. So that was the evaluation that we talked about in Q1 and Q2. So what's going to happen in Q3 and Q4? What's your new goals that you want to prepare for? You know, do you still, do you want to add those additional two that you didn't get to your, to your other goals? Or do you want to instead um, eliminate that goal because you didn't end up loving it? What is it? How is it going to look differently for Q3 and Q4? And how is that going to fit into your overall revenue goal? And so on that downloadable, we talk about the year revenue goal consists of like your number of units sold, right? So you have to look at your products, how many you sell, what platforms you're selling on, if you're packaging bundles and your seasons, right? So Mina for our little labels does a camp bundle. We're going into camp season. That's a big season for her. So she's taken, you know, just the the labels that maybe individually would have been packaged in one way, bundling them together and doing, right, the clothing labels and the bottle labels because everything needs to be labeled for camp. Right. And so that she's bundled that and she might sell way more bundles this season than she does, you know, other times of the year. And it's not a perfect science. I definitely get ready for prime day. And last year we had an overage of inventory because we didn't get the inventory sold, a specific SKU. So I had to, in the fall, um, put them on promotion. You know, you could be making goals that are tiers, for instance, like good, better, or best. For all of your goals, you could do that for whether it be a really significant time like Prime Day for, is for low labels, or it could simply be for Q3 or Q4. So something that a lot, uh, several of our masterminders in the beginning of the year wanted to get onto a new platform because we, one of the things that we coach on and we, we do in our masterminds is that oftentimes a lot of our clients have started with an Etsy shop or they have their own e-commerce shop and they want to start to 
grow their business and find new platforms. So a big platform that several of our clients are on is Amazon and they cannot even believe what they've done. Like I can't tell you how many of them, which we weren't against this, but have actually sold out of product on Amazon. That's how well they're doing and that Amazon is starting to replace some of the business that they were they were getting in other ways, but in a good way. So in the beginning of the year, as they were planning out Q1 and Q2, they wanted to get on Amazon, right? They just wanted to get listed on Amazon. Now they're listed on Amazon and they're seeing these like amazing results on there or whatever platform they're, they've decided to shift onto. So Q3, Q4 could be that they're going to dig into it. Maybe they're going to put another product on. Maybe they're going to start doing some more like sponsorship or like you said, promotions around it and planning for that to grow that side of the business. So we also want you to look at what you've been developing, what you've been doing and what you need to focus on and sort of lift up or let go of. Let's say you got on Amazon and it just, your product wasn't doing well, or maybe, I don't know, you did a flash deal site and it just didn't work really well. That might be something that you're like, I'm going to actually not focus my time there. I'm going to focus my time back at what was making me money. Right. Um, because you will feel the heat come Q3 and Q4 when you're scrambling and you're not sure, oh, I hadn't planned on having this excess inventory or um, I hadn't planned on needing to make $7,000 this month, right? You're going to feel the heat because Q3 and Q4 is when we see our masterminders really want to hit goals. Like That's the quarter for every single product boss hands down is when, I mean, even for me, I always say it's summertime, but really, I mean, the end of the year is when I'm hustling the hardest, quite honestly, you know, before I go into my hermit mode of winter time. <laughs> but also that stretch, right? So like if you had this big goal and you are not there yet, you really have to start figuring out on high speed, what's going to work to get me there, right? It's that I, I thrive on... um adrenaline, right? I, that's kind of how I work. Like if I have a short amount of time, I thrive on that. Some people may or may not thrive in that way, but this is why we are talking about this right now in May. So you could start preparing. So you could create your business plan. So start thinking about, are you hustling in the summer? You may need to. Are you able to take some time in the summer? But whatever it is, everyone knows that come fall, that's when you're going to, like Mina said, I think everyone ultimately feels the heat because you're if you're that somewhere line and you're out of your season, now what? Right? You don't want to wait another year for your season. So what are you going to do? Are you going to put yourself on sale? Are you going to really push your somewhere in holiday time because people, snowbirds are leaving the cold and they're going to tropical vacations? Because that's a secondary time for somewhere, for example. So what do you need to wrap your head around to keep making money for your business? Or have you made multi-six figures multiple times and you're like, cool, I'm I'm good. I'm going to go on vacation for the whole summer. <laughs> no, I think that everybody feels, you know, your only competition really is yourself. So yeah. no matter what, we all want to feel like we have a plan because even for the Q3 and Q4, you know, we're planning to go into Christmas where we're not, we didn't even mention the kid and family life during that time. So it's like we have so many months until it is Halloween and then it's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas. Right. And those are holidays that you want to enjoy. I mean, even if, like I said, if you don't have kids, I remember back on those days when Halloween was like a really fun party time. So <laughs> um, 
So this is what we want you guys to know. There is a place for all of you here. We work with startups. We work with five figures, six figures, seven figures. Um, if you have a product to sell, we are here to help you sell it and scale it. So if you've made your first sale and maybe you have 50 bucks that you've made, congratulations. We're really proud of you because that is a huge thing to get your product created. And we... Um, you know, I'm going to do a shout out to Ever Anchored. She just, she's working with us in our startup mastermind and she just got her product in hand. And if you follow her on Instagram, she did cry when she got it because of all the work and effort that she did. And now we're so excited because we get to support her in actually physically having her product and starting to make her first sales. Yeah. She does a military deployment deck um, to stay connected with your spouse or actually the kids with the spouse while they're being deployed. Yeah. So congratulations ever anchored for having a product and we can't wait to support you in growing your business now that you're going to have revenue coming in. So seeing our clients, you know, those, the startups that are making their first sales, the five figures that are really reaching to hit six figures and also kind of amazing. We have out of our five-figure mastermind, I would say probably almost all of them now are starting to hit six-figure months. That six-figure month is $8,333, just so everybody knows. So if you can consistently make about $8,300 a month, you're on your way to having a six-figure business. And they're like blowing that out of the water, some of them, right? Yeah. It feels more digestible when you just say $8,333 for sure. It's been an exciting spring. We actually, the crazy thing is we only have three more calls with our masterminders and I'm already feeling emotional about it. Well, and it's also just like implementation time for them too, right? So for them to take the time for what they need to do to then kick back into it in the fall, because that's what we're talking about here. When we all kick it off again and then we're able to support you. And then our six figures, we're going to have to change their group to seven figures because come 2020, if not before that, they're, they're all on their path to being seven-figure businesses with the amount that they're bringing in now. So it's pretty incredible watching all of their transformations. So if you are listening, you product bosses, we're really, really proud of you. So if you're not signed up already for the masterminds for getting on our wait list, because we definitely have a long wait list and spots are limited, especially when our masterminders will hopefully all be continuing on in the fall. We'd love for you guys to get on our wait list and we will put a link in our show notes. But also if you head to theproductboss.com, click masterminds, you could get on there and we would love to work with you and support you through all of this. Anyways, we just want to wish you all a happy new year, May. (laughs) Um, But really just, we want you to plan. If you have any questions for us, we are always on Instagram in the DM. So we're there. If you have a couple questions about this, episode. If you haven't joined our Facebook group, get in there because there are a lot of incredible discussions happening in the group and what they're doing for each other is pretty incredible. Thanks everyone. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Product Bosses, let's make it happen.